Kaylee McEnany is co-host of Outnumbered on the Fox News Channel and former White House press secretary. Now, prior to this, Kaylee worked as a political commentator, and she got her start in media working with Mike Huckabee. Kaylee, thanks so much for taking time to talk with me on Takeaways. Thanks, Kirk. It's an honor to be here with you. So I've got to ask you, because so many of us are, are so inspired uh, watching you on television and seeing the, the convictions and the character with which you carry yourself. Uh, did you always have an interest in politics and in the media, or was there a time when, when you felt this real calling to move into those places? So it's a great question. I had this like natural love for politics from a very young age. It may sound a little peculiar, but I was this like eight-year-old on the playground who was doing cheers for Bob Dole during the 1996 <laughs> election. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but my like my heart just drew me to politics. And I, I look. I don't come from a political family, Kirk. Like, yes, they have viewpoints. They are conservative. They talk about politics at the dinner table. But really, for me, it was riding my dad's truck, hearing this guy named Rush Limbaugh, um, and just being really inspired and motivated. So for whatever reason, God put politics on my heart from a very, very young age. Well, it's one of those subjects that just affects everything. It's really how we live. It's the quality of life. It's how we treat other people. And uh, faith is so closely connected with politics because that's how we live out our faith and the way that we treat other people. So that, that makes sense. And it seems like you have really been on the fast track. I mean, you started and you were an intern in the White House and then you're the press secretary of the White House. And then you're a production assistant and now a national television host. Um, that's really amazing. Uh, tell us about your journey to the White House. Yeah, you know, it is your you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, from intern to press secretary and just over 10 years. I mean, it shocked me that that was the plan that God had for my life because I was just this young kid in the back corner um, of the briefing room watching Dana Prino do a briefing. I was in college at the time. And then I go to intern at Fox News and then um, ultimately, you know, become a host at Fox News. And it's funny, you know, along the path, you know, this 10 year journey to the podium, you know, there were doors that were shut. Um, and I used to think, why, God, I know I'm qualified for this. I know I can do this. But, you know, every door that was shut um, was opening another little door that had this, you know, kind of unlikely path to the podium from being on a CNN set, which is where I was in 2016, to the RNC, to the Trump campaign, and then ultimate, ultimately getting the call from President Trump to come be his press secretary. But, you know, it was not an easy path. It's not a spot I glided into. It's a spot where, you know, there were doors slammed in my face, but they were slammed for a reason. And I think um, when you achieve God's purpose that he has for your life, a lot of times you can look back and like a constellation of stars, you just just say, oh, that's why that was shut. Oh, that's why yeah. that door was open. Okay, now I understand. Yeah, that, that must have been an amazing, surreal moment. Um, oh yeah, um, Kaylee, the president's on the phone. He'd like to talk with you. Uh, <laughs> and, it, was, it was surreal. And I look back on, on my life, and I think many of us can say this, that we had plans for our life, and yet God opens different doors that we didn't even know were there and closes doors that we really wish were opened. And, and when I think of the path that I wanted to take, I wanted to be a doctor like uh, Ben Carson and be a surgeon, and, and yet God had a totally different plan. And if that hadn't happened, I never would have met my wife. We wouldn't have had our six kids, and I wouldn't be talking with, with you right now on this program. Um, I know that you had a plan when you were at Harvard Law School to study law. And yet here you are in politics, here you are in media, you're on a national show. Um, how, how did that happen? I mean, how did you go from law into politics? Did you switch and change or was that sort of a natural progression? It was kind of a natural progression. Um, it's not the normal path that someone would take, but 
you know, after college at Georgetown, um, I went right in and was a producer for Mike Huckabee. He had a show um, at Fox at the time. And for three years, you know, I got to be there as one of his producers and learn from him and kind of get to know people at Fox. And, you know, I ultimately left to get a law degree. It's something I wanted to do to further my career, but I wanted to be in media and politics. So I went to law school with that as an end goal. Um, But again, you know, we talk about unlikely things happening and it was literally during law school. I'd actually just met my husband who I I met on Twitter, which is actually pretty funny. Um, And, you know, we were on a date and we're baking a pizza in the oven and I get a call from CNN. This is like during 2015, during the uh, primaries, you know, President Trump was there, Dr. Ben Carson, many others. And they asked me if I wanted to come in and uh, give my opinion on what was going on. I said, sure. I had done like one or two other appearances on CNN. And this was after I had emailed more than a hundred producers, my, my clips. Um, So I, I get the call. I go in. It became more regular. I was still in law school, but on the side, um, was doing these media appearances on CNN before ultimately getting hired. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you're on one path law and I I knew I wanted to be a media and politics, but I didn't know how. And then you get the one call out of the blue after you've sent out, you know, a hundred plus emails. A production assistant, an associate producer with Huckabee. And now you have your own show. How excited are you about this opportunity? I mean, is this, is this cool? Is this a cool job? Do you love this? Oh, I love it. I mean, what a look being behind the podium and taking barbs from like Jim Acosta and others is challenging. Um, you know, I always tried to have grace under fire because I was certainly under fire at the podium. But you, you know, now my life, I, I get to be with my daughter. I go in. I'm with the two of the most amazing women I've ever met, Harris Faulkner and Emily Campagno. And we just get to, in a talk show format from 12 to 1 um, on Outnumber, just talk about the issues of the day. And, and we genuinely like each other. It's not a show like The View where people are like arguing left and right. It's a show where we just really like love the issues, love each other. And uh, it's it's so fun. Every time I walk onto that set, I'm like, is this real? Kaylee, people love listening to you and they so respect you. How does the role of your faith in the Lord um, guide you both in your personal life and especially in your in your political and uh, your media life? It's instrumental. I mean, I couldn't get through a day or an hour without it. You know, for me, I, I think knowing, um, you know, I grew up in the pews of my Southern Baptist church and I went to an all girls Catholic school and faith was just kind of woven within me um, by my parents. And, you know, when I went off to Washington, D.C., to Georgetown, to Oxford, you know, over in the United Kingdom, then to Cambridge, and then to New York City, I mean, it's something that has always been, no matter what happens in my life, like a shut door, a low point, um, before I met my husband, a bad breakup, it was always this thing that kind of was my anchor. And it still is to this day, because, um, you know, in the White House, there were low points, the president getting COVID-19, the murder of George Floyd, and, and kind of the, the, the really tense moment in our nation um, after that, you know, there were really, really low points and hard points and hard issues to, to work through. But having my faith and my Jesus calling and having God speak to me through scripture and through prayer, uh, it, it helped you get through those really difficult times in our moments in our nation's history and in my own personal life. And you've talked about how your parents stressed the importance of having a worldview. And I know that's the the lens through which you saw the death of George Floyd and you saw all of these important events happening. Can you just talk a little bit about that? What is actually a, a worldview and why is it so important for us to have one? Yeah, my dad always used to say growing up, like everyone has a worldview. And I was like, what's this worldview thing? Like he keeps talking about. Um, and it really is the lens through which you see the world. And I, it crystallized for me, especially when I went overseas to Oxford. You know, I was in a very liberal institution. I, I enjoyed my time there. I grew there. I credit, you know, being able to uh, 
argue in a way that is um, like intellectual and and makes sense to my time at Oxford because I really got to dig into um, kind of the art of of argumentation. Um, but you know, as I went there, I was surrounded by people with very different worldviews, very different viewpoints. Um, and you know, for me, knowing that my viewpoint always funneled through the viewpoint of Jesus Christ, um, it, it really helped me um, to to keep my principles, to stay firm. I know a lot of parents worry about their kids going off to college, but if you've put them in the church um, and and put within them the worldview that I had and that I grew up with, you don't need to worry when they go off to college. Of course, keep an eye on them and check on them, but um, it really helps to keep you centered and grounded. So Mike Huckabee called you a, quote, meticulous researcher who uh, is extraordinarily prepared. And uh, we see that when you're on TV. Uh, Van Jones, uh, CNN commentator, says there's very few people in either party who can accomplish what Kaylee has accomplished in such a short time. And we remember your binders with all of the tabs as uh, press secretary. Uh, <laughs> why do you go to such lengths to be so prepared? You know, my mom says, and I don't remember this, but she said whenever I used to take you along the beach when you were a little girl, um, you know, the the surf, the turf would come in, the waves would come in, and then they'd go out and like all the shells would go out with it. And she was like, you were this little kid. I'd never seen anything like it that you, you just had to pick up all the shells and you were frantic at the thought of not picking up all the shells. I think from a, a very young age, I, I always was a overachiever, overpreparer. Like if I know that that Jim Acosta is going to ask me a question, I want it, the answer times 10 with footnotes times 20 right. so that, you know, I'm overprepared and I put in that hard work and, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad it was noticed by some amazing colleagues and men of faith like Van Jones um, and Governor Mike Huckabee. But I'll tell you, Governor Mike Huckabee, one thing he taught me and I, I was so honored to learn from him for three years is, yeah, you come in with all the facts. That's great. But you need to be able to communicate with the American people, look into the camera and communicate with them in a way that's understandable and clear um, and relatable. And that's something Governor Huckabee, uh, he has. And, and for three years, I got to learn that from him, which really helped. You, you also said that while you were an intern at Fox News, you learned the lesson that um, opportunities don't find you, you must find them. Why is that so important? It's very important because getting the job is just step number one. I mean, I came in as an intern at Fox and, you know, you're given responsibilities. But, you know, to me, I thought, you know, how can I make the life easier of the person whom I'm working for? And rather than, you know, saying, hey, let me do more. I just said, let me show what I can do. And, you know, one day I said to my producer, I didn't say rather, I just wrote the opening script. I was working on Hannity and Combs. Um, that was Sean Hannity's former show. And, you know, I put the script on his desk and he came to me, he said, this is pretty good. And I kept doing it day after day. And then he said, why don't you take a crack at writing the script each and every day? And then he let me go into the editing bay and edit the opening script um, and, and all the images for the opening script. So, you know, I say getting the job is just the first step because the second step is proving that you can handle the job and excel and exceed. And it's taking that one further step making your boss's life a little easier um, that I think goes the extra mile, is noticed, um, and ultimately advances you. That's so great. And, and I know that you're a role model for so many young, uh, aspiring journalists, uh, politicians. Uh, what advice would you give to them so that uh, they've got a shot at, at really being successful? Well, thank you for that. Um, that's kind. But, you know, I would say, um, you know, don't get lost in the noise. 
Kirk, because it's really, it can be tough for any politician, any media personality, anyone in any job, really. Um, it's, it's certainly one that's under scrutiny. When you look at the headlines and you look at what the media is saying about you uh, and you look at the natural attacks that are going to come your way, I think it deters a lot of really good public servants from public service, knowing what will be done to them and their families. And, and that's a shame. And I've seen it done to um person time and time again. So, you know, I think drown out the noise and know the only thing that matters is what that guy thinks of you upstairs, um, Jesus Christ, whatever CNN, you know, whomever says about you, that's just noise. Um, But if you are working in the service of the Lord, um, you're achieving that end and you're changing lives and you'll be rewarded with many crowns in the end. I love it. Would you even say that maybe no matter how many people are against you, if you are with the Lord, you're never outnumbered? Yes. Yes. I think that's very well said. That's that's right. And and I just, I need to live for an audience of one. That's my way of putting it. Yes, exactly. Kaylee, thank you so much for sharing your- It's hard to do. It is hard. It is hard to do. And we got to keep our eye on the prize uh, and and know who we are and whose we are. Um, Ah, this is so good. We we could talk for hours and hours. Um, Thanks so much for sharing your story and and all this great advice with us. And when we come back, we're going to hear some more of uh, Kaylee's experiences as a press secretary and as co-host of Fox News Outnumbered. We're back with Kaylee McEnany. Uh, Kaylee, uh, most people know you as a former press secretary during the Trump administration. Uh, Tell us, how did you learn how to deal with the barrage of negative stories and the slanted news stories, not only about Trump and the administration, but about conservatives and Republicans in general? Was that hard? Yeah, it was extremely difficult. I mean, it still is to this day, um, especially as we learn that, you know, when I was at the podium saying, you know, no, protesters were not pummeled and gassed so that President Trump could take a photo at St. John's Church with the Bible. That didn't happen. And now we know the Department of Interior confirmed that did not happen. You know, I stood at the podium and said, um, no, there were not bounties on the head of American soldiers, um, Russian bounties in Afghanistan. And mm. now that is proven false. So, you know, I was correct in saying that that was not true. Even the Biden intel community has confirmed that. So especially now in the aftermath, when no one covers the cleanup, no one covers the change in the storyline. But I think ultimately what it came down to um, was this. Oftentimes I look past the reporters and at the camera. There's a camera in the back of the briefing room. It spoke directly to the American people. And the one thing I have faith in and confidence in, and I know, is the American people are smart. The American people are wise. Um, the Edelman Trust Barometer came out and there's a, I think it's somewhere 70% right around there of the American public that believes that the media makes up stories to serve an agenda. And so I think the American American people, I have great confidence in, they see through kind of the noise and it makes it easier for me to kind of block out the noise, knowing that there are people that see my heart, uh, the, the heart of the Trump administration, what we were trying to do with all of uh, the things the former president accomplished. I think you're right. And I think people can tell that you're shooting straight with them. Um, Kaylee, you wrote a book for such a time as this, where you're talking about your faith journey through your career. And you talk about how your predecessor, Sarah Huckabee, would read a devotional before every uh, press briefing. Uh, And you continued that tradition. In fact, you've written a devotional of your own. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So Sarah, you know, she texted me a list of advice on the day of my first press briefing. And the final piece of advice was to pray. Um, and to trust in God. And she told me that she read her Jesus Calling before every press briefing. Um, So I I 
carried on the tradition. I read my Jesus Calling, and on that day of my first press briefing, May 1st, 2020, Sarah uh, texted me her briefing, her Jesus Calling book from May 1st, 2018, so exactly two years prior. And um, it basically said that God has designed this for you, a purpose, and you're here for a reason, and not to worry. Um, but on the day of my first press briefing, I can tell you, Kirk, I worried quite a bit. Um, you know, I had tweeted out Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. I prayed. Um, but nevertheless, I, I was at 2 p.m. I'm supposed to be at the podium, but instead I was in my office crying. And my assistant came to me, you can't be crying right now. You've got to be at the podium. And she put my parents on speakerphone and we prayed out loud together. And then I went to the West Wing bathroom and got on my knees and prayed for confidence and courage. And when I got to the podium, um, I had total and complete serenity. And it was not because really? of anything I had done. Um, yes, I, I, it's like I've I had been there my whole life. It was because I know Christians prayed across the country for our administration, and I, I felt it, and I felt total peace because um, it was Christ in me and Christ there beside me. I mean, I felt like I had been there forever. It, it was um, from crying to the podium. <laughs> Kaylee, you know, working as a Christian in, in the news media, um, a lot of people feel like they've got to walk on eggshells and they've got to not offend people when they're trying to be light in a dark place in, for fear that they might get fired or that they get mocked. Do you, do you feel that way? Or do you, do you charge in there feeling like, no, God is with me and uh, greater is he who is in me than he who's in the world? Yeah, the latter. I mean, I, I walk in and I, I'm very... Um upfront about what I believe, that I believe in the Bible and biblical truth, that I believe Jesus Christ is Savior, that I believe that Jesus Christ um, is the way to heaven. I mean, these are my beliefs I've had my entire life. And, you know, I'm not afraid to say them, but I understand the feeling. You know, I understand where now, you know, we're covering the story at Fox and in Finland, a, a woman who's just tweeting out the Bible, like literally the Bible. And right, I saw Basically that. is being prosecuted. And yeah, in a court of law. And then like here in our own country, First Liberty, um, they're a great organization that works on religious freedom. Um, they're, they are representing a guy named Coach Kennedy, who all he did, and this has been going on for years, this case, is literally bow down and silently fold his hands and not say anything, but just silently pray to God after a football game and he's fired from his job. And thankfully, the Supreme Court finally is taking up that case. Thanks, I would argue, to Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, and Neil Gorsuch, all Trump appointees who are changing the makeup of the court. So I understand feeling that way as a Christian, um, but we got to be bold. You know, the anecdote to to darkness is light. And uh, the anecdote to a really grim future is filling the world with a lot of Christian babies um, who can bring that light to the world. I think so many conservatives look at mainstream media today and they see an agenda and a bias behind so many things, so many stories that they see and individuals who are trying to push that. And as ambassadors from heaven, as Christians who have a message of grace that we want to get out to the world and we want the world to be reconciled to God, do you feel sort of like this covert ambassador from heaven or do you feel like, no, I'm just Kaylee doing my job. This is what I believe and, uh, and, and I don't have an agenda. Or is it okay to say, no, we actually yeah. do and it's a good agenda? You know, we as Christians, one of the keys is when we share our points um, to do so with gentleness um, and to do so with love and with compassion. You know, I don't agree with all of the political rhetoric out there. I don't like a lot of the political rhetoric out there. Um, it gets too caustic. I don't like how... Uh, how hostile it really feels right now um, between the left and the right, because ultimately, whether on the left or the right, there's something that's so much more important, and it's Christ. Um, and if we as Christians can bring gentleness to our with our message, as as Alan Combs said to me, "Don't fight fire with fire, fight fire with water." I think that's wise advice. Um, and if we can communicate the truth with a gentle heart, it'll go a long way.
I know that working on The Huckabee Show was really helpful for you, it was influential for you, uh, and he was a bit of a mentor when you were there. Do you feel that now, that in the position that you're in, that you have an, a, ch a chance to sort of pay that forward for aspiring politicians, uh, aspiring uh, people who want to come into the media and give them a hand up and give them some advice? Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, Governor Huckabee was so wonderful to me. And I, you talk about God-ordained paths. I mean, you know, I'm on the Huckabee show and Sarah Sanders is running around the green room, you know, the time she would come. You know, she was a young woman out in, in politics and I was just a you know, producer on a show. And to think that there were two press secretaries there in that green room uh, wow. of the Mike Huckabee show, it's just funny. Um, and it just shows how God works. So yes, no doubt about it. I think um, paying it forward, the types of the time that Governor Huckabee took with me, the great advice he gave me, the wise counsel, paying that forward is no doubt a big part of paving a generation of hopefully future reporters. We need more uh, reporters um, who are going to ask tough questions, who are going to be driven by truth. And, and if the to the degree I can inspire people to go into media politics um, and reporting, um, I certainly will do so. Well, I'm so glad that you feel that way. I'm so glad that, that you've taken the bold step into this arena that many people of faith don't want to go into. Uh, you know, we often don't think of our kids. We want them to grow up and love God and make a difference. And so we, we think of, well, maybe you could be a missionary or you'll be a pastor or you'll do something like this. But lawyers and politicians or actors in Hollywood, I mean, you'll, you'll for sure lose your faith. But where else do we need people of strong faith and conviction with a biblical worldview because these are the places that shape the world that we live in. So I'm so personally thankful for so your commitment and what you're doing. Um, I think a lot of us want to know. We see someone like you and we say, wait a minute, you're in media, you're in politics. Is she ever going to run for office? I, it's, a, it's a question I'm asked often. And I mean, just what I'll say is, I, gosh, it is, it's quite quite a path when you run for office. I mean, your family uh, gets attacked with baseless. I, I saw what happened to Governor Huckabee. They attacked his family and he's got the best family in the world. My family is much like his. Um, you know, it's a brutal world out there. If I ever felt strongly called by God, of course, but I'd have to feel a very strong calling because I will say I love life at Fox. I get to see my daughter. I get to enjoy life. Um, but if I ever felt a strong calling from God, of course, I'm, I'm going to follow his path for my life. So, you know, who knows? We'll see. I love that answer. And God has got each of us where we're supposed to be on the stage of the world, playing the role that he's written for us. And we just need to be faithful there. And you're being faithful where you are. And I'm trying to do the same. So uh, sister, keep up the great for work. For such a time as this. Thank you. Thank yeah, it puts us all here for such a time as this. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, it's fascinating to see how God is strategically positioning the people in the media for such a time as this. Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. Thanks for listening to this episode of Takeaways. If you love the conversations that we're having, please follow or subscribe to this podcast to never miss any of this great content. And please consider leaving a positive rating and a review to help others like you discover this show.